You're listening to another episode of Larry Doesn't Play Here Anymore. Hello everybody, this is Bill Friday with another edition of Larry Doesn't Play Here Anymore and we've been on a little hiatus, haven't we, Ron? Good morning. Good morning all, good morning Bill, great to be back. Yes, we had a little midsummer hiatus, um, hopefully you missed us, I certainly missed Bill, but it was a combination just of the busy, busy golf season over at uh, Twin Creeks Dolphin Country Club. And family in town from Vancouver and just a whole lot of things. Bill's been busy. I've been busy. But as we turn toward Labor Day, we're going to have a little bit more consistency and we'll be with you weekly as we roll into the uh, the beautiful fall in the Georgian Triangle. Well, let, let, let's start off right now with talking Blue Jay baseball. Holy smokes, what a hot topic that is. I know. I believe when we last spoke, we were just coming up to the trade deadline. And the Blue Jays were banging the bushes, and they were kind of hanging around, and everybody was in agreement that they need some pitching, and they need another outfielder and some bullpen help. And lo and behold, what does Mr. Anthopoulos do? This is all old news now, but he certainly did quite a makeover. He certainly did, and uh, it, it certainly has the fans excited. And uh, what, five, six sellouts in a row now at home. It's it's just amazing. It's like 92, 93 all over again, isn't it? As Yogi once said, deja vu all over again. <laughs> and I think the capa- they've lowered the capacity a little of the old... Used to be fifty thousand or whatever. I think they're running about forty-six now, yeah. which is still a tidy number when you oh, put it in every night. It is. It is. I think the concession stands are are, are busy, and the fans are. It's great to see uh, the loyal twenty-five thousand are there, and then the fringe. It's trendy to be back at a baseball game, and they're certainly back. Well, there's certainly excitement in town. There's no question about that. And um, the, Let's talk a little bit about the additions. Well, the additions, sure. Let's, let's start off with uh, with our shortstop. Ah, uh, Mr. Tulowitzki. Yeah, let's see. I mean, I can't believe how he throws the ball without stopping. You know, normally you set and throw, but not him. He just runs, gets the ball, and throws it in the air. Yes, and he's been uh, applying his trade in the National League for about 10 years. And again, with American League City, we don't keep a close eye on the National League, but he's you know, perennial 300 hitter, hits with power, gold glove winner, and sort of anointed as the best shortstop in, in baseball. And he's, you know, he, I think he's adjusting into Toronto a little bit. The def- his defense has been great, and his, his hitting has not been great, but you know the guy's probably going to produce in a, in a clutch situation. So that, A, shortstop solved. Yeah, now let's, uh, let's talk about our third baseman, uh, who is probably going to be the most valuable player in the American League, don't you think? I do, and I don't want to you know blow my own horn here, but if we could just rewind the tape back to May, and it wasn't my... I, I had been listening to the, the pundits and, on the radio and TV, and they were... They were on the Josh Donaldson bandwagon, say probably one of the bigger steals in the last 20 years, getting him from Oakland for uh, for Brett Laurie. No offense against Brett, but they said you were going to have a very special player here, an offensive juggernaut, a good third baseman, and excellent in the clubhouse. He's not disappointed, and like you said, 
right neck and neck with uh, with Mr. Trout out in L.A. for an MVP. Well, of course, Mr. Trout sort of uh, stunk up the place when they played uh, each other, didn't he? Yes, he, he didn't did. really, he, he didn't really show that he was a most valuable player at all, whereas uh, Donaldson did. So now we have uh, arguably the best left side in baseball with Josh Donaldson at third, with Tulowitzki at shortstop. So what else did they do? Let's think. Oh, let's talk pitching. Well, they got pitching. Somebody by the name of Price. Do you know him? I think the Price is right. We'll see if the Price is right for next year because he is a hired gun, but uh, obviously a horse, uh, an outstanding, you know, he's, he's your ace. He's the guy you're going to lean on every four or five days. Hasn't disappointed. Uh, wants to win badly. Wants to win badly. And apparently is impressed with the city and... You know, we'll see what happens. Well, he's uh, he's pitching today. Today being Monday. Yes, the Indians are rolling into town. Yeah. So, so obviously a, a big upgrade there. Not only is that 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 type of uh, an acquisition certainly helps. It's a domino effect. You know, it helps the people in the field, and it also makes Mark Burley and R.A. Dickey look pretty good as two and threes. Um, a little bullpen help. A gentleman that I was. Uh, uh, fairly familiar with being a Minnesota Twins fan all, all my life, um, uh, Mr. Hawkins, uh, a reliever uh, named Latroy Hawkins, mm -hmm. who was with the Twins about he broke up in broke in with the Twins about 20 years ago and was a starter, and is pretty accomplished pitcher and he settled into the bullpen very nicely, and that bullpen is is coming together very well and and getting Price is enabling them to keep Sanchez in the pan as they decide what to do with him. Um, what about our closers? And what about our closer? Yes, we have. It looks like we are there. Our young, our young closer yeah, from Mexico, for goodness sakes. Another ex-Minnesota twin is um, who again is flew under the radar in Minnesota. Uh, a guy named Ben Revere, um, speedy outfielder with good defense, can hit. Who was last? He's had a Pittsburgh. great. He's had a great series. Uh, this last series, hasn't he? Really? Another another excellent addition to because uh, you know you can't have enough. Sure-handed ball players because when you get in the playoffs, you know it's all the old old let's, story. Let's talk about our second baseman now. Uh, what do you think about Goings? I, I think lots of upside. Uh, again, when then with that cast around you, it's as you develop as a young player, it's going to be a lot easier to, you know, make some mistakes. He he's he looks. He looks really at home there, doesn't he? And then he? we sprinkle in a couple of veteran outfielders and DHs named Batista and Encarnacion. Well, he hardly plays the outfield, though. Doesn't no, he? but he's. I guess I'm talking uh, the, the continued uh, relentless offense that that lineup. Well, about. talking about Edwin, uh, talking about him. Uh, what do you think about his? You know, his over, hat trick? over the weekend. Well, not only his hat trick, but yes, two again yesterday. Yeah, he was. He was fairly. It was a productive weekend. Uh, just dangerous up and down all that lineup and then who holds it all together who's the glue you need a good catcher oh and he is good and he, is he is good, good. hopefully I don't think they're going to run away and hide with this because uh, you know catchers do get very beat up in, over the course of a season and, and they say he's, he's got a lot of nicks and could use some time off hopefully they can work in some days off for him because as wonderful as this ride is right now if we look at the standings today, in the loss column, which is the only one that really matters, the Blue Jays are one loss better than the New York Yankees. So let's not get the free. The Yankees have a couple of games in hand as well. They do, and they have seven games left with the beloved Blue Jays. Yeah. 
know? So that could be the determining factor. I think that will decide. If, the, if there was a sweep one way or another, that would do it, wouldn't it? I, I believe so. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of, I'm pretty impressed with that Yankee team, considering their age. And considering the you know the usual drama with the Rodriguez's et cetera, they've they've hung in pretty good. They've hung in well. They just scored twenty runs yesterday down in good old Hotlanta. I know. So they yeah. they can put some runs on the board. Oh sure they can. Oh yeah. But I mean the pitching. If it came down to pitching, it shouldn't be a contest. I mean Cece Sabathia is broken down. Uh, they have another pitcher on the DL. Not really sure how they're doing it. Pretty good manager though. Girardi's. Not his first rodeo. Oh, he's excellent. He's excellent. He's really good. But it's boy, it's just gonna. It all adds up to a real exciting September yeah. as we run up to the playoffs. And I, I, I will go on the limb right now, and, and, and not guarantee because I'll leave, Leo said that once. I'm not going to say that an act of God is what it would take to keep them out of the playoffs. But the worst case scenario is they're they will they should get the wild one of the wild cards. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And But it's really exciting. You know what? For the first time in a long time, I sit down and watch the entire game. I can't believe that I did that. But anyway, that's it's, what I've been doing. And it's know. entertaining ball. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's good. Yeah. The uh, the rest of you know the rest of the American League, uh, it, obviously Kansas City is a solid team. They're going to win that division. Uh, out west, it seems to be between Texas and L.A., but they seem to bop back between the wild cards. And then there's a little small market team that still, even though it was swept out of here by the Blue Jays during the, uh, you know, during the post uh, trade deadline action, the Minnesota Twins have again quietly won eight out of nine, and are one game back in the last column, chasing down the last wild card position. So, I might be the only Twin fan in in the beach. Yeah, you might be, well, but you certainly know about them, uh, and and certainly I don't know about them. Now, what do you know about the National League? Do you know anything about the National? League? I know that the New York Mets are probably one of the surprise teams. They, you know, that division was supposed to be Washington's, and it looks like the Mets are going to take that one. The perennial model franchise, St. Louis Cardinals, every year. Every year, it seems they're either in it or knocking on the door or winning it. Yeah, I've, it's been my favorite team since the Stan Muse, well, you know, Slaughter days, you know. Well, I think you know? you'll, you'll, they'll be around, and then it's as Vin Scully heads into his 61st year of broadcasting for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Holy smokes. Yeah. What, holy a, what a great voice. Yes, yes. But talking about that, Buck Martinez does pretty good uh, on television for the Blue Jays. You know, he really I does. I like Buck a lot. Yeah. I like the voice. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he just, I guess he's kind of synonymous with the Blue Jays. I've also noticed an interesting, just from the broadcasting side of things, there's an interesting personality that's developed into almost a Don Cherry ish figure in baseball. It's Greg Zahn. You know what I mean? Yeah, what's with his suits? I mean, come on. He's been around Toronto for close to 15 years. I know. He's not dumb. And he he has looked at Don Cherry, who's controversial, flamboyant, Played the game and been on it, and Greg Zahn equals all those things. But I think Greg, I think I think he should buy suits that fit him too, <laughs> or, <laughs> or not wear a vest or something, you know. But it's perfect. People talk about it, <laughs> and they might even tune in to see, oh, what's Zahn going to wear today, or what's he going to what's he going to come out and say because he's fairly outspoken. Yeah, no, he is. He is. He's he's Don Cherry like, isn't he? He very much yeah. is. Uh, yeah. I'd love to see him and Cherry sit down. Uh, oh, uh, be, I, I don't think they're. Be- I don't think it would be no contest. I don't think. True enough. Yeah. But Zahn really has adopted the community. I think he does a, he does a, 
a big golf tournament every year for a good cause, which escapes me. But it's great to see some ex-Blue Jays that are still on the forefront. Yeah, no question about it. And you know who threw out the first pitch yesterday? Robbie Alomar. And here he was with a Blue Jay shirt on and jeans. I couldn't believe. How is Mr. Alomar looking? Is he looking, looking okay? pretty good. Looking yeah. okay. He actually threw all the way to home plate. So. Wow! What a what a what a wonderful baseball player he was. Probably the best second second baseman we've ever had here. No question. Yeah. No question. Yeah. Ryan, the bar is pretty high for Ryan Goins, but yeah. uh, well, if, no. if he can be half the player that uh, Mr. Alomar was, they'll they'll be fine. It's uh, yeah. It's going to be a great it's going to be a great September and. Man, it's nothing like the leaves turning and a little Christmas in the air and the crack of the bat. Wow, isn't that something? Okay, let's talk a little bit about uh, the NFL. I know it's only preseason, but we uh, we should talk a little bit about what's going on. Now, do we want to talk about the court cases or do we want to talk about football? Well, let's let's first of all talk about what do you think is going to happen with the court case. You know, Bill, it, it's such a it's such an overrated, overblown issue. Uh, again, with all the concerns that league has on their play with misconduct, misdemeanors, murders, just general nasty behavior. And we're worried about a quarterback who's it, deflating the ball. It's interesting that they've pushed the focus onto this issue. And it's almost, if I didn't know about it, it almost seems to be by design. Because what it's done, it's pushed off the front page. The people carrying handguns through the, uh, beating up their girlfriends and spanking their children with switches. I think the game has to have integrity, and if you break rules, there should be punishment. But I cannot see uh, a pretty stand-up guy, a Hall of Fame player, what the purpose of this is to go so hard with this. Yeah, like, well, you know, why? He's a draw. He's a draw no matter where he goes. Why would you sit him for four games? I think it's just another bad decision by a, a probably a, a commissioner that's probably not going to be around much longer. Uh, the, the league is, when you have to, be, you know, if you're overseeing that league, it's a, it's got a lot of responsibilities. I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge, huge business. Biggest revenue streams of any, you know, professional sport in North America. And, and it needs a caretaker. It needs somebody that can, you know, give it some vision, and, and it, I think it needs to start at team levels where these young men are—they're uh, a little, not all. I'm not painting every player, but there's there seems to be a lot of uh, not a lot of discipline going on in that league, and maybe we need another Vince Lombardo. Well, you do, Bill, but I mean, I, you know what? We're probably sounding like dinosaurs, and the league has changed. And however, I hope you know the off-field stuff gets controlled and I hope the on-field violence it's a very violent game it's, it's is, that violent game. is that decision about Brady going to come down before the season opens do you think I, I believe so which is probably it's going to have to happen soon I think there'll be a compromise I think they'll probably reduce it to probably two mm -hmm. he'll bite the bullet mm -hmm. he may not though because he's a very apparently he his image means a lot and uh, I will a two-game suspension for let's say being guilty of lying about something is that going to tarnish his his entrance into the Hall of Fame and his uh, you know his legacy? Like a Pete Rose, you mean? Yeah, I don't think it would. I, I think we've got players in the Hall of Fame that have had stumbles and mm -hmm. um, I mean Warren Moon. Mm -hmm. but I, I don't really think we need to talk much about the the exhibition games. But no. what do you what do you think is going to happen as far as? Well, who are the good teams? Well, I think you're going to see more of the same, the usual suspects. I think Green Bay is going to have a great team. Seattle's going to be solid. Uh, New England will be there. 
Um, you, you have good coaching. Pittsburgh will be there. Uh, I think Pittsburgh's probably going to. I don't. I don't know. I think things have changed there. Um, the days of strong defense and run seem to be a thing of the past, and uh, they're going to throw the ball a lot. I don't. I think there's a definite hierarchy where we have probably five extremely good teams, and then a whole bunch of, you know, nine and sevens or you know, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know how many. Sorry, mm -hmm. they oh. sixteen. I mean, I think it'll be. Well, it'll be. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of talent there, and there'll be some good rivalries. Um, I'm trying to think of a. I'll have to do a little bit more. I'm going to get the crack research team on this a little bit you more. Know, Take well, a look I, at some yeah, rosters. I think we should. And, some and, dark and we'll, we'll be talking about the NFL for a long time from now on, I know. So let's talk CFL for a minute. The Canadian Football League. What is happening there? Well, we are... The CFL really season does break into two distinct halves. You know, we kick off for, you know, late June with only two exhibition games. The first four or five weeks are kind of ragged. Rosters are still being sort of finalized. Players are moving around a little bit. Um, where, you know, we had a wave of injury with quarterbacks to start off. And now, as you, once you get to Labor Day... Well, we're halfway now. We're, we're halfway. at the halfway point. Yeah. I think we can safely separate the pretenders from the contenders. Um, not that the football's not been serious, but it gets really serious now as we go into Labor Day with our traditional rivalries, Edmonton and Calgary. Uh, two good teams are going to play. Winnipeg and Saskatchewan, their traditional Labor Day rivalry also uh, occurs this coming weekend. And two disappointing franchises. I mean, who would have dreamt that our Green Riders would be winless oh, and nine. at Labor Day? Oh, and nine. Some things are wrong there, not just quarterbacking. I know it's a quarterback-driven league, but there's some obvious deficiencies there because you can't blame it all on the quarterbacking. Winnipeg is floundering. They've had some quarterback injuries. Um, and they're, I think they're three and six, and probably you know destined to miss the playoffs. The BC Lions, of course, have no rivals. Um, they're out with the uh, on the sun-drenched West Coast, and they're a 500 team at best. We move east. Things are a little more interesting out here. The East has kind of dominated the West this year, and and there's some real good stories there. The Toronto Argonauts, to me, are the surprise team in the CFL. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're six and three. Even though your beloved. Tiger Cats are still in the league, are they not? Oh, we're still in the league, and we're six and three. Also, with yeah. uh, with a lot of injuries mounting up, uh, they're they're going to have to be. They've got a deep team. However, they were exposed by Montreal last week with uh, some deficiencies on the offensive line. Uh, but the Argonauts, with this this young Trevor Harris, young, well, he's thirty, but they've they've got a whack of good talent on offense, and I think he's a good coach. And I think the Argos and Tiger Cats are probably going to fight it out all the way down down through. You know the rest of the season. Now the Ottawa Rough Riders. Sorry, the Red Blacks. Oh, I love the Red Blacks, <laughs> and I love what they're doing. Well, uh, they, well they've, they've compiled, they've put together a real nice offensive team. Yeah, they have. And now, mind you, they were playing the Rough Riders, the Rough Riders from Regina, last night. But they still look pretty good. They look good, and they, you know, they're getting one last, one last good solid performance out of Henry Burris, who's in his forties, and I, I have a lot of respect for Henry Burris. He took a beating last year there. I mean, he's with an expansion team, and he's a he's a darn good quarterback. And they've got, before Brandon Banks, who's probably the fastest and one of the most electrifying players in the league playing for Hamilton, Hamilton had a player named Chris Williams who lit the league up with punt returns. He's a dynamic receiver, went down to the NFL. He's back in Ottawa, and he's he's a beauty. So if Ottawa, they're going to score some points if they can... They can do How some. do you get back to Ottawa rather than go back to Hamilton? Well, there was a massive court case. Uh, Hamilton was, he said he was a free agent. They said he was, and they went to court. And when you go to court with your team, you generally, you burn a bridge or two. 
So he was no way coming back here, and I think he thought saw the opportunity to come to Ottawa and play because you know you're definitely going to play. So great story there, uh, Montreal, uh, and a bit of an enigma. But it's from a Ticat point of view, that's the team I probably fear the most because again they've got Jim Pop has been thrust into the coaching position by choice, but uh, traditionally uh, they have good good U.S. scouting. They, they they know how to find players, and they've got a yeah, fairly nasty defensive team, which. You know, when the rains of October come and the, the, the climate changes, the, the East is going to be interesting. Yeah. You know what? It's still an exciting league to watch. No question about that. And the scoring's back up this year because everyone's saying, oh, geez, the scoring's down. There's no talent pool. And, and how has the point after worked? Uh, from the, what, 35-yard line? Well, I haven't seen many missed. I, will, I think what we'll see, if you get into it, let's see, you know, when the winds blow, and you're on a windswept field in, in Ottawa, and that 35-yarder now becomes a 45-yarder, you will see in bad conditions going for the two-pointer more. I'm okay with that. Is this, I'm okay with is that. This, uh, is this something that might uh, catch on in the, in the NFL? The no-fun league, pardon the, me. Is, no the league. NFL is, is very resistant to any type of changes. I can't think of a significant rule change down there in many years. Maybe there's been one, but... No, certainly they, they wouldn't take anything from the Canadian league, oh. would they? They, they are the kingpins, and the the poolies are all getting ready for their picks, and that's that's I, I I truly believe that is the major reason people in most people in Canada follow the NFL. There's the odd person that's a diehard fan of the Steelers or the Packers, but most are there because you got to get your pools in. It's you know you got to get your picks in for the weekend. It's great. I, I I'm not demeaning it, but I, it's again it's the sizzle. That uh, certainly, sells the there's product. no question about that. It has a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Now uh, we're uh, sort of running, running uh, out of time a little bit. But let's talk golf, just just briefly about golf. And and Jason Day, how about him? Well, here we are. It's been a real interesting as we as we transition from you know the Phils and the Tigers and, and the Jimmy Ferrix into this new. And we were talking in the spring. Holy smokes, Jordan Spieth. And of course, Rory's back, and, and 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 there's so many great players, and maybe we forgot about Jason Day, who was perennially second Always in contention. Second. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, we haven't spoken since he set the all-time record for under par for a major championship. That's Twenty true. under on a relatively yeah. tough golf course. Yeah, really tough. Yeah, no question about. It. Now, uh, yesterday, and and I know you were playing golf, so you didn't see much of of. Uh, Jason Day yesterday, no, he I, sank some unbelievable putts on his way to a, a 62 yesterday in the final he round. 62. A 62, and um, he was just amazing. He's such a nice guy, too. Uh, and, there's uh, so many nice guys. Yeah. I mean, Jordan's a nice guy. Rory's a nice oh, guy. That, I was going to tell you that uh, Jason, after he won, uh, said, well, how do you feel? He says, well, I feel like I was putting like Jordan Spieth. You know? <laughs> so oh. that, that shows you the friendship that there is uh, on the tour. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm mil mil millionaires talking to millionaires, you know, I can't, you know. I think that there's people like Bubba Watson that keep, you know, you want a little bit of, you want, you want the dark night out there a little bit. And, and yeah. Bubba's really turning himself into one, too, because I heard, I read something recently about if there was one PGA player that was in the parking lot getting into his car and got into a dust-up with a fan or was being assaulted, um, which player would get no support? 
And that would be Bubba. It's the Bubba. <laughs> he, he, and you know what? He, and he he's probably a nice guy. Yeah. Perhaps he, he's. I, I'm not. He maybe he is, but he's a little bit. You know. They, I mean, Nick Faldo put him in his place. Actually, I did see a little bit of the golf. Oh, on really? Early rounds yesterday, and first hole, Bubba misses a putt, and he's on. He, he, he's loud, and he says uh, more ridiculous pin positions. And oh. Nick Nick just said, uh, "Yeah, that's Bubba." Whining already. Oh, really? He said that. So, you know, I mean, I think golf, we like to have some villains. Not villains, but guys that are, you know, a little on the edge, the John Daly's. Geez, some sad news about John Daly. Yeah, I guess I hope he's okay, is he? Yeah, apparently he had a collapsed lung. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, Yeah, I'm not sure what caused it, but boy, John's never been really a poster boy for, you know, healthy eating or anything. Uh, No, I guess not. But boy, these FedEx FedEx Cups will be fueled by our, our our great ten the ten great new players that are out there we all know yeah. their names well exciting time exciting time in the in in golf exciting time in the CFL exciting time in the NFL and exciting time in baseball wow what are we going to do all fall oh you know what we're going to do in about a week's time it all gets pushed to the back page because guess what? The Leafs will be in training camp. Oh my goodness! Sake. On that tender note, do we have to talk to them about them too. I that's best management in, uh, in in hockey. So there you go. Okay, Ron, thanks for being here this morning, and let's do this again next Hope week. Hope everybody has a great Labor Day, and we'll uh, talk about it next Monday. Okay, wonderful, and that's another edition of Larry doesn't play here anymore. play here anymore is sponsored by cheers make your own wine one cannot put a price on good food good company and of course excellent wine that's what cheers offers to our wonderful community of Wusaga Beach excellent wine proudly serving our community since 2008 cheers make your own wine at 1344 Mosley Street Wasaga Beach, Ontario, 705-429-8419. You're listening to Beach Booster Radio.